My name's Shane. I'm an alcoholic. Grateful to be here. Grateful to participate in alcoholics. Can everybody hear me? This is a little small. Sorry. Start this in 10 minutes. Cody, thank you for asking me to do this. Um, love you. One of my best friends, my best friend, uh, brother in AA. And uh, I'm grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, AA is by far the single most important thing in my life today. I like to open with that. It's the Alcoholics Anonymous. I wouldn't have the life I have today. And it's a beautiful one, um, filled with love, joy, peace, serenity. Um, just lots of gifts. And uh, my sobriety date is April 13th, 2015. It's not my first sobriety date. Welcome. Welcome to AA. Welcome to anybody who might have come here before, went out, came back, went out, came back, went out, came back. That was my story. Um, my dad used to bring me here. I'd sit in the back row. I'd nod out in the steps. And then I'd go to the car and, and tell him I did the 12 steps and um, try to get a couple blocks from him for, for doing this good deed and then go off and do my thing. Um, I have 10 minutes. So uh, what it was like for me, uh, it was fun. It was fun with problems, and then it was a lot of problems. Uh, those were the three phases of my uh, using career. Um, I love the effects produced by alcohol. That's what it talks about in the big book. And I'm that, that type of alcoholic. Um, first time I ever did it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, and I saw that feeling uh, to the bitter ends, jails, institutions, and uh, one overdose. Um, God willing, I survived that. But uh, I'm not from around here. I'm from a little town in New Jersey. Uh, I came out here seven years ago uh, as a last-ditch effort to get sober. It wasn't my sobriety date. Had three years, three years once, and thought alcohol wasn't uh, my problem. Uh, I was just a drug addict, and um, yeah, I wanted to try that. It didn't work. Had some controlled drinking. Wound up fighting a tree. Woke up my face. Sorry about that. What he did was he kind of did this whole thing where you sit in here and he said, you're watching that your family members go up and you get up there. And I remember every single person in that room crying except me. And I thought the group talking to my other counselor said, something's got to be wrong with me. I don't feel, I don't know what feelings are like. And uh, I got out of that treatment facility. My parents had gotten divorced like a year prior, two years prior. Uh, I thought that was the reason why I held that weight for a long time. I wasn't one that got sad. I just kind of got angry. My fear comes out. It's kind of the way I process things. Still, comes out, I have a better grip of getting a handle of it. And, um, you know, I got put into jail. I was, I was thrown into jail because I couldn't stop drinking, couldn't stop using. Uh, had a lot of pain. And there's one way that I know another alcoholic can relate it's the pain from drinking, it's the pain from going to sleep one night and hoping that maybe you didn't wake up the next morning, or maybe then waking up the next morning and going, shit, you know, I got to do this again. And that's what it was like for me. You know, like I woke up and I, and I didn't like the life I lived. I did things to, to, to get what I needed to get, just to hurt you, rob you. I just, that's what I did. And um, going into this time, getting sober, uh, my father was the last person to give up to me, uh, give up on me. I think that guy, that guy for everything, threw me over his shoulder after an overdose and, uh, you know, brought me to the hospital. And, uh, you know, I got sober and he told me, you're going in Battle Creek, Michigan. And I was like, cool, I'll do whatever you want. So I go to Battle Creek, Michigan. I'm in there. And it, uh, you know, I'm going through this detox. It was the worst detox I ever had in my life. I remember I had to get put in this sauna. It was like a, it was like a seven day sweat and you go in there for a certain amount of time throughout the day. And I remember getting out one day and I was, I was just shaking, shivering. And the nurse looked at me and said, Shane, you never have to feel like this again. And, uh, 
thank you. And uh, for that first moment in my life, I realized that I had that decision. You know, I had that choice to set on a path and take suggestion to to live in a way where I never had to drink and use again. And I came out here to Southern California after that treatment facility, and I, and I got involved in men's groups. And I got a sponsor. When I asked that guy to be my sponsor, he asked me, are you willing to go to anything to stay sober? I said, yes. He said, okay, we'll remember this for when you stop being willing. And we have to go our separate ways. And I was like, wow. Um, I needed a guy like that. You know, I'm the kind of guy um, who will find any crack any way around. And um, when we were going through the steps over here, I remember him telling me, if you haven't had a drink or drug in 24 to 48 hours, drinking is not your problem. Living sober is your problem. And I can relate to that. I can relate to being in jail in Morris County facility in Morristown, New Jersey, looking out the cell and watching cars and people go to work and come back from work, thinking to myself, how do they do that? They have to be under the influence. There's no possible way that people are going about this day living sober. And uh, I sit here today with a little over seven years sober, and that's how I do it. Um, well, what's my life like today? Um, last year, last July, Cody came out here as my best man at my wedding. And um, I got married. I got a career. Uh, I'm not going to go in and, and talk about the bragging things. But uh, more importantly, the gifts that I have in sobriety are that I call my mother on every other day. I call my father every other day. In between that day, my way of kind of making amends, I went long periods of time without talking to them long enough to where they might have thought I was dead and they were waiting on the phone call. And I just put the people in my life uh, through a certain amount of pain that no mother or father should go through. And today I get the calls, you know, you're the rock. Thank you for listening. You're the one we go to. Mm -hmm. You're the person. And, uh, you know, my dad tells me he loves me. And, and uh, you know, my dad wasn't telling me, telling me that. Um, you know, my dad was telling me after he was in taking a shower and I was robbing his chain drawer and he would come out and say, did you steal from me one more time? I'll kick you the hell out. And I knew deep down in my heart he wouldn't kick me out. You know, and that was the kind of pain, uh, you know, that I put those people through. And today I have the best relationship I've ever had with that man. And, uh, you know, relationship with uh, people in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I come to AA because, you know, my life is in peaches and cream. Things go on, right? We live sober and doesn't mean everything's going to be great. Um, and a lot of me's I go to and I go through issues and people say, if you're going through something, you need more AA more a more a and i never really understood that but in early sobriety when i had probation and i had fines and they wanted to put me back in jail and they just told me hey go do this go to the court pay your fines go sweep the streets do your community service show up in court and i was just taking suggestion and somehow it worked out you know and um i came back from after seeing the judge after one year sober probation wanted to put me in jail and uh bunch of guys and they had run wrote a bunch of letters and I went back there my, my lawyer told me hey dude they want to put you in jail and that wasn't the deal and I go in front of the judge I, first I went in the bathroom I hit my knees I prayed I went in front of the judge after a guy who went in front of the judge had baggy sweatpants on his doctor was showing and I was like I think I have a chance here and I had a suit on and my tie was tucked in and I, and I was I was looking good and and uh we went up there in the probation officer and they looked over the stand and said we want to put him in jail and the judge was like this guy, this man, after what I shared in the letters he wrote, he has this man's discharge from probation before you go back to California. And when I got back to California, um, I'll close with this. The gentleman that had said that we'll be here for you no matter what. Uh, when I came out of John Wayne Airport, the glass doors opened up and they were two of my best friends and alcoholics and I was there to take my bags. And from that point on, I could say that I was all in on AA. And um, I dedicate 
what I do on a daily basis to reaching out to somebody else. And as a lost <laughs> drug addict, alcoholic, who was always looking for something to do, you come into AA and it's simple and they just say, help somebody else, help somebody else, pick, pick the phone up, put your hand out, call somebody. And uh, happy birthday, Kylie. I love you. And um, I got to meet me, Kylie. Music, music service we do and bring meetings into festivals and that's been awesome watching you grow and flourish into yourself like many other people in here and uh i can't wait to hear what cody has to share thank you guys much